Okay, game on, Roland. Okay, go for it. Um, okay, let's talk about the obvious thing. Green Lantern, end of career, and yet you're still going. Why? None of us can understand. Okay, wow. You mm. smell so bad. Nah. I can hear it. Again, being tall, being handsome, being presentably beautiful, I was surprised during our sex scene how small your penis was and how big your balls were, which makes sense, and how you create a tone in Deadpool that's as edgy as it is. <laughs> that's three balls to you, my friend. It's called a tricycle. It's an issue, all right? A lot of guys have it. What's the first job you ever did? Hillside, it was called. It was a teen soap opera oh that was God. that how was watched by dozens. How old were you when you started? I was 13 years old. Wow, so your whole life has been about bullshitting people. Yeah. Congratulations. Said the guy who starred in Goonies. Goonies was totally real. You know, when you're a drinking game. When you come on screen. Don't say drinking in on front Goonies. of me, please. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that was... We talked about... You're like so bad in Goonies that when you come on screen, people don't drink. They punch themselves in the dick for five straight minutes. <laughs> um, which is okay, because it was still successful, as yeah. opposed to Green Lantern, which was just nothing, nothing, nothing. Josh, what, I just, this is... Do honest. you know I've this never seen Green... Okay, but I've never seen Green Lantern. Neither so have I. it's just from... You haven't either? No, the editor literally, didn't see it. But <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 94 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Shahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's podcast adventure through the galaxy full of geekdom, the young, the restless, the bearded, Carlos Borgoyo, the man that is self-proclaimed not to be the guru of comics, even though we all know he is. Les is going to try to be the guru of comics, Gonzalez. There you go. Always going to try. I like that. I like that, too. The man we call the hair... Oh, again. The man we call the hair isn't here for the intro, but the man we call the hair is going to be in a little bit later with his Star Wars chopper to drop some Star Wars knowledge all over this world of geekdom. Eric Struthers, he is our guy, and he will be here. So uh, do not fret again, people. How's everybody doing? Boo, how are you? I'm very good. This has been a crazy week, mm-hmm. and you're going to listen to this. This is the week that our boy, our boys, <laughs> and our female, Hosbrook Hart, 
Will Wheaton and Jesse Haas's better half are coming down from Alabama and they are visiting and they're going to be, by the time you hear this, this is going to be yesterday, but yesterday they just did a great, amazing live uh, Steel Wars podcast with a great panel and Haas is one of them that was on that panel and Les and Boo, they were there. We're mm-hmm. talking in the future because they're really not there yet because this is a uh, before that ever <laughs> happened. But I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was amazing. And you're going to be able to hear all of it very, very soon. Steel will put it out. So make sure you tune in if you didn't go. And uh, we also had a bunch of people here over for dinner, and that was amazing too. We'll talk more about that in the next coming podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was a good time and a lot of fun. All right. We are part of a great podcast network, the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, with podcasts like Now This Is Podcasting, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. You can catch us on Twitter, at the Sith List, boo. At the Sith List, boo. Less. At Less is More 78. We got an Instagram, the Sith List. Please hit us up and follow us. Facebook, The Sith List, email the Sith List at gmail.com, and we have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And please leave some iTunes reviews. They are very important and very appreciated. All right, let's do some box office via boxofficemojo.com. No surprise here. Well, a little bit of surprise. Looks like Deadpool 2 has made a shit ton of money. The Merc with the Mouth is the Merc with some cash now because the sequel has made $125 million domestically. And we were talking about last week how we think it's going to be about $100 million, Boo and I, and you were like, yeah, I don't know. Looks like $125 domestically. And worldwide, here's the kicker. Even though Deadpool 2 didn't deliver a record opening domestically for an R-rated movie, it still captured a few records with an impressive $301.3 million worldwide. Does that make uh, Rob Liefeld right? What did Rob Liefeld say? Did, didn't he say something about uh, not releasing Solo because Deadpool was going to be that damn good? Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. This is going to be interesting for week two of this because it's going to be competing with Solo. They're, they're looking at $170 million domestically, but... Worldwide. Worldwide, yeah, that's interesting. How much will it make worldwide? Will it make $300 million worldwide solo? What do you say, Boo? Not Boo. Boo's not here. Less. Uh, yeah, I think it will. I think so, too. I think that, like I said before when this came up, that there's just way more Star Wars fans than Deadpool fans. I agree. I and agree. there will be... I mean, you can't hold them back. You, you, you just can't. Regardless of what people do, how polarizing these new movies are, how much the fandom hates each other, tears itself apart, everybody goes to see the movie. So everyone's going to go see Solo. Yeah, I, I think it's going to do really well. Here's the thing. I don't understand why they just didn't delay Deadpool 2 till after the Solo movie comes out. That way, everybody can have their cake and eat it too. I don't know why we're trying to do a complete competition over with, I mean, Deadpool 2 has made a shit ton of money, and that's including Avengers, by the way, made $28 million still this weekend. So it's still killing it. And Book Club, I don't know what that one is, is that 12.5? Oh, Book Club is that where all the older ladies yes. um, read Fifty Shades of Grey and get 
kind of get perverted. a little yeah turn into the Golden Girls. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, how about a girl, Golden Girls reboot movie? That'd be interesting. I think that'd be disrespectful. I agree. That, that'd Shit, be they don't even need to do. They don't need to recast Betty White. She's still alive. Yeah, but that'd be just disrespectful to the masterpiece that's the Golden Girls. <laughs> that is true. That is just great. Thanks for being TV. a friend. So what I'm saying is, why even sandwich yourself with Solo and... I don't know. Maybe, there's got to be a reason, and it's, I, evidently it's worked. This has made $300 million. Is, so. that, is that Fox saying, while this deal, which it has very much... The news has gone a lot of quiet on that, right? Yeah. yeah it's definitely sure very, gone, very yeah. quiet on the Disney acquisition. I guess Fox just saying, look, we can still at least do this. Which, I'm going to go out and say this right now. I'm okay with them releasing Deadpool stuff and putting the X symbol on it anywhere and everywhere they can. Well, dude, we're... And don't even release X-Men movies anymore. <laughs> dude, well, we're going to get can, into it in a we second. We're gonna get into, hold, no. hold your thought. Hold ah. your thought. Hold your thought, because we're going to review in a second. I, that's the one thing I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, uh, that was uh, a very cool thing that I thought the sequel did, and we're going to talk about that in a second. So... Yeah, we'll wait to see what happens this week with Solo, and can't wait. It's going to be badass, and we're going to have our review show next week on our next episode. Oh, is it going to be our next episode? No. Yeah, it's going to be our next episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, let's, let's talk. Uh... Okay. Now, I, obviously, we know Solo has already come out yet when this is dropping, and you've probably seen Solo three or four times, but we're going to be reviewing it next episode since we're releasing on Sunday and we've recorded this already this week and we didn't see Solo yet. But can't wait. We're going to see it with all the MSW family. It's going to be a great time. Talked to Haas yesterday. We are very pumped up to watch this thing. Yeah, that's right. Haas Burkhart. We get to watch a Star Wars film with Haas and Jason and Randy and Sal and Steel. And Steel, okay. And Les and Boo. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, just us two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. And Rashad and Brittany and all everybody else that's going to be there. So, and Corey, you know, everybody, I'm sure I'm, I'm leaving out about 20 people. Ron, oh, I don't think Ron's going to be there. No. Yeah, I don't think he's missing it for some odd reason. But so we are going to do our Deadpool review. And we have a special way of doing it because we're all seeing it at different times. Now, Boo is going to see it with us, but he's not going to be able to record and talk about his review. So what he's going to do is he's going to actually call the hotline and leave a message. Yes, and we're going to play it. So I can't wait to hear that. And you guys are going to hear that a little bit later. <laughs> and you're going to hear Les and I's review upcoming very, very soon. But before we do that, let's get into the world of Star Wars. Mm. By this time, we would not have seen Solo just yet. Mm -hmm. That's going to come next week. We're going to have a Solo review show and we'll have struthers on for that one 100 but there's still some news so let's get into the star wars mode and can you hear the chopper because i can hear it <laughs> i think mr struthers is about to land so let's talk a little star wars with our boy eric struthers what's up guys i am recording this in chicago i decided to go ahead and come up here and get in line for celebration 2019 no, I cannot save you a spot in line because the people who get behind me in 11 months or so would probably not think that was very cool. In all seriousness, I'm here for work. 
Interesting note, I drove right past Medieval Times. I didn't go, though, because it was too late. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. Anyway, the big news is Solo, A Star Wars Story. It's three days before I'll get to see it, and if you're listening to this show on Sunday, I'm in L.A., and Solo has been out for three days. Hopefully you got to see it. The Steel Wars live show at the Scum and Villainy Cantina was yesterday, again, assuming this is Sunday when you're hearing this, and preemptively, let's just say, man, what a good time. And if you were there, I had a good time hanging out with you. And if you weren't there, well, I wish I could have hung out with you. You know, people like Araj and Aaron Boyd who live right out here and aren't here right now. What a crazy, crazy time. Anyway, you're going to hear some immediate feedback about what people thought about the movie. And hopefully next week we'll be able to go full dive into the into the film and just warning one week ahead of time it is going to be spoiler laden one week warning so make sure you see it before then anyway i'm sorry there's not more going on but what are you gonna do right strather's out all right so thank you mr struthers thank you for the star wars report man we are so excited we are we're on the brink of watching Solo, there is an outside chance, outside slim chance, that I see it a couple of days before everybody else. I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, there might be like a 1% or 2% chance, but I told that person that told me, I told them, never tell me the odds. I was, I was going to say that for yeah. you. <laughs> so hopefully that works out. If it doesn't, it's okay because I'll get to see it with all of the great MSW family, including all of us that are sitting here. And I can't wait to do that. We're going to get to see a movie with Haas Burkhardt, guys. I know. Isn't a Star a... Wars movie with Haas and Will. Can you believe And Jesse. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's amazing. So cannot wait for that. But guys, let's get into some random schmeals. Did you guys hear that they casted another adult for It Chapter 2? Hmm. Yes, comicbook.com reported that James Ransons, arguably he's best known for his role as deputy so-and-so in the Sinister movies, was other notable credits include The Wire, one of Les's yeah, favorite shows of yeah. all time, Generation Kill, Treme, which Les loved as well, yeah. and Low Winter Sun, which I don't know anything about. The man has deep background in horror, in the horror realm, so joining it too will be a good fit for him. This is all from comicbook.com, by the way. Alongside Ransom, so far, only Billy Sarsgaard and Jessica Chastain are confirmed to appear in It 2 as the adults. But here's the crazy thing. The reports are that Bill Hader and James McAvoy are in talks wow. to join as Richie Toyser and Bill. Billy Deborah. I guess when he's an adult, his name is just Bill. He just drops that Y. Is that going to be Bill Hader as Billy? or? Uh, looks like, no, Richie will be Bill Hader and James McAvoy will be Bill. Okay. You think oh, be- which means McAvoy will be the lead. Yeah. Okay. I would love McAvoy in this. He's oh. a great actor. One of this generation's one of one of the best. Yeah, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. No, he, deserves. he doesn't. He should have been nominated for what was that movie? <laughs> should have been nominated right, for it, huh? Beast. No, the Split. Split. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he played a beast. <laughs> he played a beast. So yeah, we're the it thing is uh, it's shaping up. Yep, and it's supposed to be coming out in 2019. 
They need September of 2019. They need to fill out that cast list real quick. Yeah. Well, September. They got time, right? Yeah. Some yeah. Time. And the way movie production goes now, it's they can roll it out real fast. Yeah. Speaking of movies that have been rebooted, even though that was a television show that was rebooted, we have a trailer for two reboots, kind of, in a way. <laughs> First one is Predator, Hell the new yeah. Predator film. Yay. I know that Boo's very excited about this. He's a, he's a Predator fan. <laughs> I was a Predator fan, too. I'm not going to lie. This is a whole new take on Predator. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play the preview. And we're going to talk about it right after this. Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? Like an alien, you mean? He saw something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you men, someone or something tore them to pieces. I think they're attempting hybridization. They're upgrading on every plant they visit. We need to know if you pose a threat. We're assassins. Isn't posing a threat kind of the point? Okay, there you have Predator. What is, is this one called? Predator? Like The Predator. It's called The Predator. Yeah. They changed it up a little. <laughs> The Predator. Okay, so my first take is great cast. Mm-hmm. Really good cast. I am not a huge Predator person. Like, Predator versus Alien and the original Predator was great. Love some of the lines that Arnold had. Classic lines, <laughs> you know, um, that people mimic all the time. Stick Thought around. the concept was great. Oh. Stick around and all of those. Um, but I'm not very pumped up about this, even though the cast really is surprising me. And I think it's going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Edward James jokes. almost is in this. And he said something when they were filming that he was laughing a lot after <laughs> watching the takes, the dailies, you know, that is, they call them. But you guys are into Predator. Yep. So, Boo, give me your take on this since you're a big Predator dude. So, yeah, I agree with you. The cast looks incredible. I'm just happy that they're making Predator movies again. You know, there's just something about it that's just very cool. You know, you know, seeing a ton of, you know, well trained, you know, specialist, uh, you know, like he says, assassins just look, you know, uh, the makes them look like child's play, which is something very cool. The action looks great. It looks like we get more of like an explanation of what the predators are doing, why they're there, you know, what their their main goal thing, kind of uh, what's going on with them. So that's very cool to get a, a little bit more of a backstory. And it's just predators or predator rolling around killing people, which is always exciting. Is it just one predator, or is it a bunch of them? Uh, it looks like one to me, but okay. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're you're pumped up about this. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And that's who they're making it for. <laughs> you you're a predator guy. Yeah, I am. So what did you think about the trailer? I didn't like the Alien versus Predator movies. The comic book story and the concept is really cool, uh, but the movies definitely didn't hit the mark. Um, Predators was actually. For me, it was pretty solid. Yeah, it is actually pretty if, good. If you're just looking for a I ride, I didn't see that. That was with an, uh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, right? Yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. Really? No, as far as making Adrian Brody an action star and like giving him that kind of do, I don't I don't know about that. Uh, he did all right. He did fine, but the movie for what it 
was was a pretty solid movie. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, this basically takes place and wipes all that out, right? I believe, yeah, I believe that this is it's supposed to toss all that to the. I think it's Predator, and then Predator Two, and then this. I believe so. Which Predator Two was actually pretty good too. Uh, I just I don't, it, I don't even remember Predator. Future, Danny Glover, yeah. I, okay, and that's another. Yeah, Danny Glover taking on a Predator, maybe not, but it worked. He he was able to pull it off. He got revenge for the black dudes in Predator 1 that got beat down and nah. wiped out. So I'll take that uh, if you want to look at it that way. But as far as this goes, awesome cast. We're all in agreement there. Uh, Olivia Munn and Boyd Holbrook there. Sterling K. Brown is going to be doing his thing. Uh, Predator basically in the Midwest. That's what it looks like. Looking, yeah. Running around in a rural country. Can't, can't go wrong with And they're that. using the same aspect of what the first one was where they was it Danny Glover that took the piece back or was it in the first one that the artifact Danny Glover took kept a piece of the predator kept the piece of the predator so there's he, part two they they're, using, they're using part two then yeah they expanded okay. everything from the first one with predator two so you get the whole you know they've been around for centuries because the oldest predator if I'm not the elder hands Danny Glover the the pistol the from pistol the American from Revolution. Like, no, it's from like the pirates, right? Or was it from the American Revolution? I think it said like 1774 or something like that. I'm not yeah. sure. It's crazy. That yeah. kind of stuff was pretty damn cool. That that for me, as far as being a Predator fan, to realize they've been around for eons, mm-hmm. and even in the movie Predators, when he found the like legit samurai sword, yeah, and he's like, "This is this is very old," and it's, you know, so that stuff's cool. So yeah, I can't wait. Um, and it's being written by the original writer. Yeah, I it's heard being written by uh, is is it Hawkins? What's the matter, Hawkins? <laughs> Shane Shane Black. Is Shane Black Hawkins or was he? Uh... Shane Black, I think. No, he wasn't Hawkins. He was the Mexican name, the Latino name, Pancho. No, no, I, I thought he was the guy wearing the glasses. Yeah, but which one is that? Hawk. Uh, there's I... Hawkins, and then there's Dutch. Yeah, oh, I don't know. what kind of fans are we? We don't even know his fucking name, <laughs> his character name. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dutch sounds familiar. Well, Dutch was uh, Dutch was Arnold. Arnold Haw- Dutch was Arnold. Hawkins was that's, uh, right. that's right. Hawkins was Carl Weathers. There you go. Thank no, you. Dylan. No, Dylan is Carl. Oh, Weathers. Dylan. Dylan. That's right. CIA yeah, guys, you're pushing too many pencils, huh? <laughs> what's the matter, Dylan? Oh, it's what's the matter, Dylan. That's it. What's yeah. the matter, Dylan? No, no, he says, what's the matter, Hawkins? Does he? Is it yeah. Hawkins? What's, we what's are truly matter? amateurs, everybody. <laughs> oh, love man. us for that. Take please please on yourself, love judge. us for our yeah. amateur. Time for a soundbite. <laughs> yeah, please save us. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Predator reboot, kind of uh, sequel-ish, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't, hopefully the cast can make this thing something. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's funny, and it's funny, and it's action-packed, and it Gruesome. works. Yeah, I hope so. Speaking of funny... The YouTube show, Cobra Kai, has been getting a lot of hubbub from everywhere. And we haven't watched it yet, but we, want, we do want to talk about it because it actually beat Hulu and some Netflix shows during the span of May 6th to 12th, which is a first time ever for the YouTube Red channel. And it beat shows like Handmaid's Tale, which is a juggernaut mm-hmm. for Hulu, which we'll talk about in a second real quick. This Cobra Kai is supposed to be amazing. I know Randy and Jason did a, a podcast about it on Fingered. If you already have watched the show and you want an in-depth 
conversation, about 30 minutes of awesome take on it. Listen to that episode. But as far as I know, we're going to play a little preview. And then after that, we'll talk about, we haven't seen it yet, but we'll talk about our opinions on if this is a good idea or a bad idea. And I think we're going to have a, a difference of opinion on this panel. So let's, uh, let's listen to, to the preview. Guy thinks he can bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Not on my watch. When the fight comes to you, you have to be ready to fight back. Cobra Kai will never change. Oh, this is a guy who's ashy kick. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. I'm going to teach you the style of karate that was taught to me. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? No sensei. Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? Hey, Sensei, is there any particular way you want me to wash these windows? No, I don't give a sh. Fighting positions! I just don't know why you'd ever want to bring back Cobra Kai. We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. You may know the moves, but none of that matters unless you have balance. Are you ready to learn the way of the fist? Yes, Sensei! Johnny, you and I, this, we aren't done. All right. There you have Johnny and Danny. I shouldn't call him Danny. I should just call him Daniel. Going at it again. I want to get the millennials take on this because he didn't grow up with this karate kid. He's watched it. He probably enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. But what's your take on this Cobra Kai that you haven't seen yet? I have not seen it. Uh, I have zero interest to see it. I do not care at all. The Karate Kid is a very good movie. I just don't give a shit about the, the show on YouTube Red. No. Wow. I think he's talking about Jaden Smith's Karate Kid. Is he talking about Jaden Smith? Channel that wasn't Jackie a real one. Chin, no, no. Kid, yeah. that's the one? Okay, that one wasn't that good. That's your Karate Kid, though. Oh God, hey, that, that one wasn't bad. We sure kids. It that wasn't one. That was bad at all. Good. No, it's not bad. But but the original Karate I think Kid that's is original. Your Karate original. Kid, Carlos. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes, it is, dude. No, you just don't, you, yeah, no, you, no. So uh, no wonder, no wonder you don't give a rip. <laughs> you your Karate Kid. I was wondering where's Jackie Chan. No, no, of course not. See, you don't understand the full magnitude of this for us. Do not get it for less than I. Yeah. In our generation. We now return to an 80s teen movie at a realistic high school. You going down at that karate tournament. I don't think so. You guys do karate? You're both losers. This is like the shit. And I don't know how to take it. From that preview, there's serious parts and there's parts that are just like funny. So I don't know if this is just going to be a comedy. Is it going to be a mixture of both? So I'm really interested and eager to watch it. And we will watch it. Are you excited about this thing? Yes. Damn, me too. Are you kidding me? Daniel Russo is a car salesman at a luxury car lot, and he gives away bonsai trees for God's sakes. Bonsai! Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto, bringing you specials on all of our inventory. We have an excess of luxury vehicles priced to go. Get a lease for only... Nah, make that... Shut! We are dropping prices on SUVs, crossovers, sedans, and convertibles. So come on down and visit the Russo Auto Group. Every customer leaves with their very own bonsai tree. We kick the competition. And he's cutting prices down with karate kicks. That, that is amazing. And Johnny's like this drunk 
who can't get anything right, and he still lives in his shithole. And he, but he still has a, the uh, he has a studio. This right? has reawakened the full impact of Karate Kid on all of us as kids when we were kids. Man, Johnny, get him a body bag. Hey, what's up with this? You gonna do some special surprise move? Surprise move? That's crazy. A body bag, Johnny. That's what you should get him. You're not gonna do some insane face kick or something, are you? Because this gorilla thing looks really suspicious. It's a crane. I mean, uh, nothing. It's not anything. Johnny, Amazon has great deals on body bags if you want to get him a body bag. I mean, it'd be pretty stupid if I just walk my face into your foot after you telegraph some big trick move. Okay, guys, I took some initiative and hit up the body bag district. Body bags come in lots of colors. You can even get fancy leather body bags depending on what kind of body bag you want to get him. I don't know how many of you guys out there, after you saw Karate Kid, thought you could do a crane kick to someone's face. Dude, I still can do it. And legit stop. I don't know how many fights on the schoolyard just were people in that pose alone going, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. And putting their foot in the air and their hands up, getting ready to crane kick someone. I wonder how many people dude. tried it and got their ass beat. And then still got their ass kicked. But you still, you're <laughs> right. Crane and you're beat right. The shit out they of still them. was like, let's do it. Let's do What? You, you want it? You, you. <laughs> Trust me, everyone practiced that one move for sure a thousand times. Or, or wax on, wax off, sand the floor, oh, paint just, the fest. I mean, it just the list goes on and on. Oh, man. Soundtrack, Cruel that, Summer. Yeah, yes. You're the best around. Yes, dude. I mean, just, it's just a classic, a classic 80s film. And you know what? With I, Pony Boy. Yeah. No, it wasn't Pony Boy. He was, no, he, he was, was Johnny, Johnny Cake. He was Johnny. He was Johnny Cake. So, yeah, come on. I am very excited about this, guys. Your, your, your corn road, Jackie Chan, Karate Kid is good, but it's not ours, dude. It's not mine either. I, I, I like okay, the original man. Karate Kid better you know than the, the newer one. And, and besides, in the OG Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi kicked the kids in the balls, dude. Sure did. He beat <laughs> trash. He beat That's right. Ass. Yeah, he beat he ass. That was fantastic. That was so he didn't great. pull any punches, dude. Did they have the crane in the new one? They did. For a little bit, they did a they did a version nah, of the that crane. Jackie Chan one was ridiculous, dude. Are you kidding me? It was good. That, it was good, but I'm saying the skill level on. Oh that well, was, yeah, the karate was a lot. Wow, different. man, yeah. they went a whole nother level that, on that, that dude. Jaden was a little badass in that film. Yeah, before he got weird. Yeah, before he, uh, he lost. You mean before mind. he became a living icon? Oh, <laughs> Don't do that shit. Ugh. A living icon. No. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yes, I'm very, very much excited for this. I just don't know if I want to spend money on YouTube Red. Yeah, that's the only reason I haven't that's watched it. So i got to find only, a way to watch it. Yeah. I think they're doing a free subscription, and you can cancel it. So I think I'm going to try it that way. If, if <laughs> you can test the waters that way. I'll do it. But I definitely want to watch it. Ultimately, yeah, I don't know if I would want to pay for that. But I think you had an opinion as how this would be one of the things that helps YouTube throw the gauntlet down right? as a streaming service would yes. go. I think so. I think this is their opportunity. People are subscribing because of this show, and it, they, I think they, it's already over. Like They had the season finale. I think it's just like the other ones where they stream all of them at once. And with YouTube Red, you can listen to music, and you can download music and videos, which obviously you can do illegally as well, but <laughs> this is a legal way of doing it. I know Eric Struthers would really appreciate that. Yes. But, yeah, I think if this is good enough and the nostalgia is there, I think this can definitely help. With, I mean, if it beats out shows like Handmaid's Tale, and then I'm going to jump into that right now. By the way, people, if you have not watched this show, it is not what you think it is. I watched about seven or eight episodes on a plane on my way to, I don't know where I was going, Thailand or something, or Brazil or something like that. But it was not what I expected. 
it has nothing to do with like Quaker times, which I thought it totally did. And it's set in the pretty much in a in the future, not too far out future, but there's a revolution in the United States. It's a dystopian future. Oh, big time yeah. dystopian future. And women can't have babies and the ones that can become these handmaids to these I'm just gonna tell you Just like forced surrogate mothers. Yes, but they're pretty much servants to these people and they're uh. treated women have no rights whatsoever. They're not allowed to vote, they're not allowed to have jobs, they're not allowed to have bank accounts. Damn. I was asleep before. That's how we let it happen. When they slaughtered Congress, we didn't wake up. When they blamed terrorists and suspended the Constitution, we didn't wake up then either. Now I'm awake. My name is Alfred. I had another name. Ladies, I have to let you go. It's the law now. They needed to do it this way. All the bank accounts and the jobs all at the same time. You imagine the airports otherwise? Run, run, run! You girls will serve the leaders and their barren wives. You will bear children for them. There's an eye in your house. We'll send you to the colonies. You'll be cleaning up toxic waste and then you'll die. Tonight is a celebration of Gilead and of what we have achieved. We only wanted to make the world better. Better? Better never means better for everyone. I want to keep on living for her. Remember your scripture. Blessed are the meek. And blessed are those who suffer for the cause of righteousness. It's a really good show. The acting is amazing. It's won all kinds of Emmys. Give it a shot if you have Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, get on a plane, and maybe it'll be on there for you. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely a great, great show. I can't wait to finish it. It's all handmade still. There's a lot of great shows out there. There's a yes. lot. There's a lot TV to watch. is so good right now. Krypton is another one. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing great things about mm -hmm. that. I will highlight that and throw that out there. And I do not like Superman, but Krypton is pretty damn good because it's not superman and i'll take it like whereas i'll stay away from gotham because i think it's trash by the way gotham's final season's coming up yeah season five good. goodbye i dare you goodbye I dare. goodbye sir what do you think about no more from gotham no I'm what do you think about by the way they're not allowed to use jerome is supposed to be the joker he's the joker pretty much mm -hmm. they wouldn't let him use the joker as the name dc wouldn't because they're saving it for films. So they don't want too many Jokers out, out there. there yeah. Even though he looks badass and he is fantastic at him. So they're calling him, I guess, Jerome or something. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. Go to Krypton, everybody. Just watch Krypton. Stay out of Gotham, people. Whatever. What do you think about this Russo Brothers show that's on sci-fi? De Deadly Class? I think it's called Deadly Class, yeah. What do you know about it? You know anything? I, I don't know much about that. Uh, for those of you out there, I mean, there's plenty of people. There's so many other types of comics that aren't just superhero co superhero comics. And there are some really good ones out there. And I think Deadly Class is one of those. Um, there's another one that 
I'm sure pl- once I mention this, plenty of fans will be like, they need to make this into a series of some kind. And it's called Saga, if I'm not mistaken. I'm oh, yeah, that, Saga. Seeing that everywhere. Fernando Alba explained the gist to me, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, but as far as some of these things go, there, there's material out there to continue making good shows or movies, and I don't think we'll ever get a fatigue in Deadly Class Probably will be another one where people will watch this and, and enjoy the show, too. The premise of Deadly Class revolves around King Dominion, a secret school that trains would-be assassins in the deadly arts. It's kind of like Hogwarts for murderers. And we have a preview, so let's play it. Marcus, we know what you've done. What if I told you there's a home for people like you? A school where you'll be surrounded by your peers. Master the Deadly Arts. Deadly Class is one of the more twisted coming-of-age stories you've ever read. It does an amazing job of exploring teenage years and the sense of alienation that you feel. First time we read the book, we were blown away. That's why we're standing here working on the show. Fans of the comic book are going to be delighted. Deadly Class is authentic, honest, and brutal. The threats are real. It's a mix of a lot of different sensibilities spanning everything from our more intense action work like in Captain America Winter Soldier to like some of our more absurdist sensibilities. Tomorrow this could be you, famous. It's an incredibly poignant story about growing up that everyone can relate to. We're excited. There's nothing like it on television. Get off. Welcome to King's Dominion. All right, so there is your deadly class on sci-fi. Sci-fi is definitely stepping it on with mm-hmm. Krypton. Now this. Well, so- you know what? When I'm watching sci-fi stuff on demand, they actually have embraced. And, I mean, they've, they've jumped out years ago. I remember when Sci-Fi Channel was just, you know, it was like that channel people really didn't gravitate to but it had you know all the old star trek and battlestar galactica psg the new one stepped it up though. and then yeah that's the first one right what's that Battlestar galactica that was yeah the first no but i'm talking like the old school oh, stuff they just had then the it went stuff, through yeah. and yeah it was able to, to right, do right. and show the production value uh one of my favorite all-time shows and series came on sci-fi which is uh, farscape if i'm not mistaken what's up emily She's another person who loves that show. Uh, Hi, Emily. Yeah, lately they have the magicians. Their lineup has actually been pretty good, but they are built for geeks. They're built for us. They're built for people, you know. I mean, I don't think they get their hands to rerun Star Wars as much as they probably like to. You know, they've come a long way from being the anime channel because I used to love sci-fi for that. They would have like a month long of just anime and just play movies and shows. Uh, but Deadly class, another just another thing to add to the rank. Yeah, and the Russo brothers are behind it. Those guys know what they're doing. Yes, they do. They sure do. Probably the top two films in the Marvel. Yes, arguably top yes. two now. By the way, I saw uh, Netflix. I speaking of TV shows, this episode's all about TV. Uh, I saw Lost in Space. I saw two episodes. How was that? I want to start. Oh, I saw two episodes, two or three. You episodes saw two. Also, too, yeah. I was really impressed with the production value. Hmm. It is really done well. It's it's family oriented, just hmm. like the the show in the fifties or sixties, right? Mm-hmm. Lost in the sixties. 
Um, but the production value, I was yeah very, very pleased. And mm. the story was pretty cool. It was a little bit cheesy here and there, like a little bit too like. Well, it's a, it's a family. It's a family, but it's done very, very well. You should check it out, boo. Well, and then uh, speaking of Netflix, I started uh, Troy, a a lost city or something like that, oh, or, right? Or how cities lost. Yeah, I keep seeing it on the oh, train. Yeah, wow. I, 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 yeah, I watched the first two episodes. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting. The, the like you said, the production value is very good, um, and it's not the same story that you think. Oh, okay. That, you know, cool. if you've seen the movie with Brad Pitt or something like that, it's actually different, and, and it's uh, more. Uh, what is it? More based off of. Uh, the gods are more involved, Zeus oh, okay. and Athena and stuff like that. Oh, so it's, very so it's, cool. it's a different story kind of thing, and it's actually yeah, and it's actually pretty very cool. fantastical. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, guys, yeah, there's so so many good shows on TV now that I mean, just turn it on and you'll find something exactly like American Idol. No, no. no. This is the season finale coming up. No, tonight probably. Seacrest out. Oh. Let's talk a little comic book movie stuff, just real quick. Uh, Captain Marvel news. Marvel producer Nate Moore recently opened up to a cinema blend while talking about Black Panther's home release. You know, it came out on digital and all that stuff. Yes, Blu-ray Blu- Blu- and all that stuff. And he talked about Carol Danvers. Specifically, he noted the progression of her arc will be different than we've seen before with any other standalone story. So according to him, this is what he says. I think... There is a structure to origin films that audiences sometimes can get ahead of very quickly. So if we do origin films internally, we talk about how we can subvert that structure. For instance, Captain Marvel is an origin movie in that you haven't seen her before. But we think we've stumbled upon a structure that there isn't the traditional structure of what origin movies typically are. Which is you meet the character, they have a problem... They get powers at the end of the first act, and then the end of the second act, they learn about their powers. Third act, they probably fight a villain who has a function of the same powers. That's a lot of times what a typical origin movie is structured like. But as we introduce new characters moving forward, we want to find ways to subvert that structure so at least the experience of the film feels new to audiences. We're very conscious of making sure that the audiences don't get things that feel like they've seen them before. This is going to be different. We're not going to get the... The typical formula for a superhero movie, which is super cool. I got no problems with it. No, not at all. I, I think what we should get with, I think maybe just for me, I would say because the anticipation is such a big deal now. You know what I mean? Because in essence, if you think about it, even Black Panther wasn't so much an origin story either. It had elements of like the origins of, you know, Black Panther. Or like the Panthers through history and like the history of the orb or of the uh, vibranium and all that stuff, but it didn't legitimately go through you know his actual rise to being a Black Panther. Right. You know we got that with his appearance in Civil War. We kind of figured. Yeah. We know who he is. We know what's going on. We basically got more introduced into the world that, or into the into Wakanda itself and all that other stuff that came with it. You think that will work with just uh, we haven't seen her yet, though? No, we haven't seen her, but I think, like the joke earlier, her reputation precedes her. Yeah. I think at this point, even that spoiler post-credit scene in Infinity War, where you know her symbol came up, I think everybody just said, "Who's this person?" Because I think we're all still shook from where, who's how are we going to win this thing. Right. How how's this gonna you know how's this 
going to be turned around and what's Captain Marvel got to do with it? So I think people are going to do the research, jump on it, figure it out. And then maybe they've found a way to let this be to piggyback onto this and not have to do the whole typical, you know, like we've said before. You know what? Homecoming did the same thing, right? Right, Carlos? Yeah, well, but that was helped out that there's been so many Spider-Man movies and so much origin stories. True. That, but done by other companies. They're like, yeah, we're not going to waste our time. You know who Spider-Man is. That's exactly what they said, too. Here's Spider-Man. Enjoy. Right. And who doesn't know his origin exactly. story? Exactly. Right. So I think they may end up bringing elements, you know, like her passing through the anomaly in space and getting her powers and stuff. But I would like that whole thing of, you know what, she's been kicking ass this whole time mm-hmm. in far off parts of the galaxies and the universes. And, you know, she just happened to come back around to Earth yeah. and have to help out. So, yeah, I, I would much be much. I'm, I'm OK with that part for sure. OK, cool. Yeah, no, and definitely. And then with uh, the connection of uh, Nick Fury, I think that really helps. Fat put more of a fast pace on her origin story, kind of be like, look, Nick Fury knows everything. You could use him to be a, a catalyst for that, where he explains a lot of things going on, and then boom, here's Captain Marvel. Check yeah. her out, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, I think with having him there and him being an important role and then uh, it being uh, set before what we've seen now as far as current day and all that, I think that'll help, was it, uh, expedite the entire origin process to more just action where she's Captain Marvel. Yeah, and, and I trust Marvel. Yeah. And Variety had a piece up with none other than Kevin Fige, and he helped, ex- he helped explain that Nick Fury will be a big part in that much-anticipated Captain Marvel and why the narrative will be so important to Samuel Jackson's signature character. As we know, Captain Marvel will turn back time and bring us back to the 90s, which I think is awesome because everybody's hitting up the 80s. They're making it the 90s. This will include a younger and not cycloptic Nick Fury. So he'll have two eyes. This is what Fiji had to say about this Nick Fury situation. To see a version of Nick Fury who has reached a point in his career where he thought the Cold War is over, you know, the best days are behind him and certain things he encounters in this movie, it set him on the path where that leads us to where he is and where we are 19 films later. So this is going to be kind of his introduction into the cosmic, I would imagine, element into uh, Infinity War and to Marvel films, which is pretty cool. And I love the fact that it's in the 90s. And even though I don't like Mr. Jackson as much, I think this, this might work. I think this might be pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. So we have that. Now, now we're still wondering about what's going on with the Fox deal. Right. And Kevin Feige also weighed in on it recently. Now that Infinity War has become the biggest movie pretty much of the year and it's just killing it and it's done well and it's critically acclaimed and fans are now looking ahead to the future of the MCU past the next sequel to Infinity War. Specifically, a major topic of conversation is how the X-Men franchise and the Fantastic Four could factor into the future of that comic book landscape following Disney's acquisition of 21st Century if it goes down. But even with that business deal on the horizon... It sounds like we shouldn't expect to see any Fox heroes in the MCU for quite a while. In a recent interview with Variety, Fige explained about the possibility, and if there is a possibility, and if we're going to see anything soon. Here's what he had to say. No, because any deal would take a while to get going, and years from whenever 
and if ever it happens. So certainly it won't impact the five movies we've announced, and it probably wouldn't impact anything for a handful of years after that. Because really we're not thinking about that. We're thinking of delivering on what we promised. Any movie, especially for any characters we don't have the rights to yet until someone tells us we do, we would would be even further after that. So elsewhere in an interview on the playlist, Vijay clearly noted his love of many of the Marvel characters currently owned by Fox. So there's no shortage of possibilities for Marvel Studios to work with all the characters once this deal officially does go through. It's just going to take a long time Mm -hmm. before we see it. But what's a long time? Well, he's saying it's not going to be in the next five movies. The next five movies really six, seven years. Ten ten years? Yeah. Well, mm, I I wouldn't go that far because, like, uh, what is I can't remember if if it was Scooter or King Tom said about the next five movies. That could be six months. <laughs> That's true. That's that, that could literally talk be about that. Okay, okay, yeah, that could be <laughs> no, but 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 to be real, you're right, you are correct. That yeah. could be minimum two years, maximum maybe three. And, and that's let's pushing it. That's seven. stretching. Let, let's just say seven would be. I don't think so. I I see. See, like, I well, think, he's right, dude. Because Boo's right. Because if they do end up making this deal, I guarantee you that we're not going to wait to see Wolverine on screen with those Marvel heroes, the other Avengers, more than three years. No way. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to have them and just shelve them. Yes. Yeah, see, the the, the the my next question is: When Disney bought Lucasfilm, it took three years before the first movie came out. It took, I believe, three years, but they announced it the day after that they're yeah. making a film. Yeah, absolutely. They literally said, that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> because they had nothing slated, and they're like, yeah, this is what we're jumping on now. That's three years from then to actually make a full Okay, film. so should we put a soft, a grace period time cap, meaning like five years? Yeah, five. To, I would say five to seven, but, and but, I'm okay with but, that. But Les, do you think that if they have the rights to the X-Men, that you're not going to see Professor Xavier... And and you're not going to see Magneto somewhere in the landscape. Like, just here's what I would say: we'll see. And this is just me being a comic book dude. We wouldn't have to see them. You could hear about them or see the pictures. No, of them. but we could see what 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 they've done really well with the MCU is intertwine the governments and the like CIA and like mm-hmm. all the multiple agencies yeah. shield and stuff like shield that. and all those things. So what we could see to change or at least announce or at least open the door is just the mention and showing up of certain agents that are in the mutant part of it. Yeah. See, see what I mean by five years is a fantastic four or an X-Men movie where it is specifically X-Men. And it's specifically... Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. As far I, as characters... Oh, you mean like a standalone? I, yes. I can see that. That's what I, I mean as that. far as five yes. years where, okay. where their franchises start over as far okay. as... Right, Marvel, right, 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 right. And thank you for clearing that Disney up. Disney Marvel, yeah. 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 yeah but yeah, as far yeah. as popping in characters, almost, I'd say... Immediately. Minimum, maximum a year after the, after the, the, the ink is dry. Okay. Maybe two. So let's say before next we start year the deal goes through. We're going to see... Those characters in the next Avengers film, not no, not this next one, not the characters, but like I was saying, you'll see, oh, you'll see Everett Ross, who's a CIA agent or whatever he is, all of a sudden give a phone call to he knows things. Valerie Guys, Cooper. Uh, here's the deal: imagine the next Avengers film, we're gonna lose characters. I mean, it's gonna happen. It should, not yeah. everybody's not coming back. Imagine the next phase that we have the excitement of Wolverine with the mm-hmm. Avengers. 
if they have them, they're going to put them in the next Avengers okay, film. And like I said, the way to roll them in is to have either Valerie Cooper or say the big name would be, and everybody would freak out for Wolverine is if you take Fury and he goes, I'm on the phone with James Hudson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And James Hudson is the leader of Department H and Department K, which created the Weapon X program, gives us Deadpool and Wolverine. Right. That right there will get a lot of people to start shaking in their boots and then go, okay, the deal's done. If it isn't already announced and we're getting Wolverine on the screen. I mean, I kind of want to temper that because you're already going to the default most popular X-Men. And, and the, the hottest, the, the hotbed. It, no, how about we stay away from that or just establish in the, a mutant in the first place? Jean Grey or Cyclops or Iceman or anyone. You know what I mean? And just say, we got a guy. Like, you know how Tony Stark said, I, I know a guy and Spider-Man pops or, up. Or, or say Scarlet Witch is a mutant. Anything. Nah, that's the, that's or no, okay just now. have her plagued by dreams and all of a sudden I, I, my father's alive and it's Magneto. Yeah. You could go in so many different directions. You don't have to legit stuff a character in there right away and be like, Woof. you know, you could literally build this up and have everybody going, oh, I'm ready to spend all my life savings in 401k on this shit. <laughs> or, you know, you could also do whatever the hell they want. They've been doing whatever they want. So I, I guess I'm already getting excited and we're, this deal isn't, that's good. Yeah. He just yeah. said it ain't done or that's we're good. not yeah. going to do this or we're not going to do that. And then, yeah, we'll maybe after the episode drops, <laughs> Yeah, right, right. Don't do that. Don't do that. Deal fucking finalized. That shit's finalized. And <laughs> don't do that. And MCU puts out a tweet. Yeah, exactly. Here comes Wolverine. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman's been to be in it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we <laughs> paid him $50 million. Yeah. Okay, it's time to get into a little Deadpool 2 review. And you're going to be listening to just Les and I break this thing down. Because Boo's not here. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Boo. But it's time to get what Les and I thought about it. Let's uh, talk about it. So we're going to be spoiling Deadpool 2, just a tad. So if you don't want to hear any spoilers, forward just in about five more minutes or something. So on three, one, two, three, Ryan Reynolds dies in the entire film. I don't know. He dies a bunch of times. He does. Because he does. he's Deadpool. Yeah. And he can't freaking die. All right, Les. We saw this movie a couple of days ago, opening night. What did you think about the sequel? Was it? up to your expectations of what the first one was? Was it better than this first one? Or was it on par? Give me your take first. I think it was definitely better than the first one. It was refreshing, fun. It was a romp. Uh, You forget. I mean, and I don't want to say you forget, but there's only two movies so far. But this is, this is what, a wacky comic romping ride is supposed to be. It's just fun. It had, it it didn't really take itself too seriously. I love how they make fun of so many different things. Deadpool is just immersed in pop culture and overall culture and just everything out there. It was just, it was actually great. It was, it was up there. It's starting dead. The whole Deadpool franchise is definitely creeping its way into my top, uh, into the top spots of my personal favorites. It's definitely sure. becoming a franchise, right? Uh, yes. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm Shit. a-okay with that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, it, I thought it was, I was really, remember, we talked about this. I was really worried about this one. I didn't think it, I thought people 
would be over the, I don't know, the, the, the excitement of it just because the last one was an R-rated film. And that, that one came out before Logan came out. Yes. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is what we've been waiting for, an R-rated superhero film, a comic book movie that's R-rated. And it was huge success, and it was so funny, and it was so fresh. And I was like, oh, shit. Kind of like what Guardians was to this character, meaning Guardians was so out there and cosmic oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. cool just, and fun just a whole and funny. Nother, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought Guardians 2 was great, but I didn't think it was as good as Guardians 1, and kind of the, the, the luster came off of it. You know what I mean? The shine came off of it a little bit. So this one, though, oh, shit, man. I thought it was just as good, if not better, than the first one. And the jokes hit. And not being a massive X-Men fan, I think I might have appreciated it more. Because I don't know if X-Men fans like diehards really liked what they saw. We're going to hear King Tom in a second. I have no idea what his take was. He yeah, called right I. after he watched the film. We'll hear his take in a second. But did you have a problem with anything X-Men related? No, I actually really was happy with what they did. Uh, I will say for the the so-called X-Force or whatever they were putting together, um, introducing Shatterstar and and Domino and, and having Cable there, that I'm okay with that because... For me, it was a fr- for me X Force was a fringe like X title, like it was all about Uncanny and X Men, and that was it. Uh, Excalibur and all those other X titles or X teams kind of were secondary, but still fun and still interest interesting. So I was always reading them, and I always enjoyed when they crossed over. Uh, and I think that's what you're getting here is, is kind of like the the redheaded stepchild of the of of like. You know, like, hey, don't forget about me over here. You know, we are a big deal. And Deadpool is bringing all of that together because it's easy to just look past X-Force. It's easy to forget that the New Mutants was supposed to, is is a whole nother story and a whole nother offshoot of the of the whole mutant kingdom. So, yeah, it, it, I like it. I like what they're doing. I like, I love how they make fun of themselves. They make fun of everything he just he, he takes shots at the x-men he takes shots at the studio and then they even reveal that they they're kind of messing with him too by hiding in the room and saying shut up and shut the door <laughs> that was awesome and then fobbing him off on the colossus and negasonic like yeah you guys deal with this guy it's like an annoying friend that shows up and everybody's like i'm not here i'm not here i'm not here just say i'm not, I'm not here you know you go hide in another room that or was something. so cool it was pretty cool to see that i love uh, i love how it breaks the fourth wall and it's it's so crazy. I was talking to Lorraine about this after we watched it. It's a movie about a movie about a comic book character, meaning it knows that it's filming a movie, making fun of itself, but also has a nice story. It has kind of a message on this one. Mm-hmm. It was it was cra- I, it's very un- unusual the way they filmed this thing, and and just like the first one. First one is like, okay, it's making fun of itself. Okay, we get it. Ryan Reynolds makes fun of it, of Wolverine and blah, blah, blah. This one actually had a really good storyline to it. Yes, this time around. Yeah. So it, uh, it definitely went above and beyond. It, it built a, be- a bigger world. Um, it added more characters, obviously. It expanded on the, the, the mythology of the whole X-Force slash Deadpool. It's part of the X-Men universe. Here's a question for you. So before... 
the films, I really wasn't into Deadpool. I always saw him. He was kind of like the Boba Fett for me. He looked badass. He kind of looked like Spider-Man. I always wondered who he was. And then we saw him in Origins, and that sucked ass. Which, great cutaway scene. Cutaway scene. Way to handle Credit, that one. That was awesome. Way to handle th- that entire... We'll talk about that in a second. But is he pretty much what you're seeing on screen? Is that pretty much what you see on the panels and on the books? Meaning... Is he that funny? I know he's a smart ass and he doesn't shut the fuck up, but is he that funny? And does he do the fourth wall thing on the comics? Yes, he does. Uh, so initially created, drawn, created, I guess, by Rob Liefeld. Uh, he wasn't too uh, mouthy and wisecracky. His very first appearance, if I'm not mistaken, he appears in X-Force 1. And then... Oh, okay. And then that's it for like years. And then once uh, reincarn- other writers take over and other artists take over and start doing stuff, uh, that's when they start fleshing them out. So I think what we get from now is just different writers. Fabian Nicieza, even Paul Shear, if I'm not mistaken, has written Deadpool comics. Is that right? Yeah. I think Paul Shear? He's written Spider-Man comics too. That's badass. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... They're, they're, he's gotten touched by different people. That's a molest, molesting joke thrown in there somewhere. That's a Deadpool joke. If Deadpool was... Yeah, he would have definitely said something. But uh, ultimately, the uh, that that's pretty much him now. Um, and, and that's the identity and the persona that's even crossed over to other media forms. So if I'm... Uh, what is it? Marvel Capcom 3, I think? If any of you guys are gamers out there and you play Marvel Capcom 3 and you use Deadpool... It that's Deadpool. Like he's makes so much. He makes fun. If you're trying to like do certain combos, he won't fight. Like he'll stop in the middle of like you're fighting, and he'll like legit eat a taco, like right there. And you're like, dude, you're like you're fighting, and he'll he'll like stop and eat a taco after the fight. If you win with him, and he's the character that you finished off the other teams with, he'll turn and he'll look at the uh, look at you through the fourth wall, obviously, and be like, so we recorded this, right? And then it's like. But you didn't record it, and he starts shaking the whole thing. And yeah, That's it's awesome. just—it's a really cool interaction with him, and I—I I really quite enjoy that. But do they take him seriously? Do, you, do comic book fans take his character seriously? Is he yes. like a legitimate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He is. Yes, okay. he is. Okay. Uh, there was a newer run by Rick Remender of X Force, which I just actually picked up a couple of trades, and uh, he. This team was a different thing, but I think it was part of. The, the the run on this team was part of the movie. So they have to okay. protect the kid who they were going to kill. Uh, basically, the X-Force team that he was on was Wolverine, Psylocke, Archangel, Warpath. I'm uh, missing a couple other people, I think. Deadpool was there. And I think, like, Wolfsbane or Feral. Like, and it was just, they all they did was go kill. All they did was use Psylocke's psychic abilities to preemptively oh and phantom x was on that team they just went and just they would just go okay this person's going to commit murder in 20 years this person's going to wipe out you know 10 million people and make life hard for mutants let's go take them out they were just like jump like a black squad just going around hitting everything and killing stuff uh and deadpool was part of that for sure um and that was kind of i think there was a scene in the movie where he gets blown up a little bit okay and he's in covered in like charcoal Mm -hmm. that's the color they wore 
Okay, gotcha. So kind of like that was Oh, his, in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah in this that was movie. cool. So that was like, they were like all gray and black. Yeah. Like a black ops Yeah, team. I like that. That was pretty cool. So yeah, that I actually liked that version of him and that version of X-Force because it was just flat out, we're, we don't mess around. We're not playing by any of the right. rules. Yeah, that's cool. It, it, speaking of the, we talked earlier a little bit about the, the end of credit scene. Love the fact that he makes fun of himself for picking those. Dude, he shot himself in the head pretty much as Ryan Reynolds for while he was reading the Green Lantern, which was hilarious. Love the scene with Hugh Jackman. Now that was what they did is direct. That was a direct scene from Origins, if I remember correctly, right? They yeah, that's shoot any yeah. new footage or anything. They just no. added. Okay, great. That was hilarious. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, definitely Sithless Seal of Approval. One of the funniest comic book films I've ever seen in my life. I was laughing my ass off. I was rolling. Ryan Reynolds says. I, you know, I was telling Lorena also is so happy that Ryan Reynolds kept pushing this thing, especially after Origins, where everybody just shit on the character, and they made that little, little uh, scene to show executives to see if they can get an interest in it, and they shelved it for so long, and Ryan Reynolds kind of pushed it and pushed it and leaked it, and this way, now we can enjoy this and love the fact that it's pretty much like you said an X Men film. Everything about it is X Men, right? We see the wheelchair. We see the actual characters in the closet hiding. We have actual X Men walking yeah. around, and and that's uh, like I said in the X for me. And I'm not gonna don't don't take this further, like because I'm the comic book guy. But for me, yes, any when I was reading the X Force, Rick Remender's run of X Force, anytime he ended up in the X Mansion, he just started goofing around. You just start playing with stuff. So yeah, and and then this, he's definitely making fun of the franchise, the film franchise, by playing with the wheelchair, putting Cerebro on his head and breaking it and going, oh, that was broken before I got, you know, before I touched it and all that kind of stuff. And just being a general fuck up, dude. Like, it was just, yeah, he's just playing around. Instead of being like awestruck, like, oh my God, these are legends, the X-Men are legends and so on and so forth. He's just like, oh, there's no big deal here. Just, I do all this stuff all the time, and he's just goofing around. It was pretty funny. Yeah, was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So we loved it. That's our little review. Can't wait to the third one. Love everybody in it. Love how they switched things around, and they brought – They we went back in time and saved uh, – what's his girlfriend's name in the movie? Vanessa. Vanessa. And I love her, by the way. I think she is awesome. I've always liked her. She's in Gotham. Uh, she's been plugging away on Twitter and talking to interviews and how she would love to be a Catwoman. Hmm. I can see it. Maybe. I think she has the features and, and she would look great as, as Catwoman. But, you know, that's just me. All right, before we start talking about Colossus and Cable and all that great stuff, let's listen to King Tom's voicemail and then we'll, I'm sure he's going to have stuff to talk about, including those characters because we missed those characters in our initially. So here is King Tom. Hey there, Sith Listers. King Tom. I just got out of uh, Deadpool 2, and I got some mixed emotions. It was entertaining. Um, there were some parts of it I really liked. I thought uh, Josh Brolin as Cable was great. He got some Thanos in there. I thought Domino was great. I liked seeing the X-Men. Um, and I, I thought it was funny, but then there were some things that, I don't know, it, just rubbed me the wrong way, maybe. Like, the, the humor wasn't as spread out. Um, or some parts felt like they took forever to get going. Like, 
it took a, it felt like it, it took a long time. It was slow moving before Colossus brought him to the the X Mansion, and then the the death gag at the end where he took forever to die. And also, I don't know if it's because you know we're so ensconced in the Marvel mindset where they're so careful at building the MCU, and even with with the X Men movies we have till now, it felt like they've been you know building a universe, but here they just have characters. And use them for whatever purposes, and, and at the end they hinted they're messing up with the timeline, or you know, because it's a, an R-rated mo- comedy movie as opposed to more of a superhero movie. It just felt like they were they were messing with a lot of that continuity stuff. And and I know that's me being picky, and I'm not I'm not trying to be an ass about it. Uh, but it's it just it's just something that I'm trying not to let rub me the wrong. Like I said, it was entertaining, but. I, I think it fell short of the first one. And I'm going to say something that kind of seems like I'm trying to have things both ways. I felt the way they developed X-Force and they got rid of them quickly was brilliant. But at the same time, I would have liked to have seen more of um, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukio. Um, I would have liked to have more, more, more of the X-Men involved. But, again, that's just me. And the, the other thing is, I think, you know, the, the crowd, it wasn't like, it was an opening night crowd, but it wasn't like a Marvel crowd or it wasn't a Star Wars crowd. It was like they were all talking. Everyone was talking during the previews. There was a couple next to me. They were explaining the jokes to each other the whole movie. So it just wasn't a good crowd. Um, I'll, I'll see it again sometime. I'm sure I'll laugh and be entertained again. Uh, and, and I definitely think, you know, people should go see it. But at the same time, Solo comes out next week, and I'm probably going to want to see that a bunch of times before I see Deadpool 2 again. But anyway, I, I, I am curious to see what you guys think about it. So uh, thanks for listening to me ramble on, and I will uh, talk to you guys later. Hey, is um is dubstep still a thing? <laughs> King Tom leaving a voicemail, and wow, I thought King Tom would really like this one, and it doesn't seem like he did as much as the first one. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I could see where he – I think you just had a shitty theater experience, King Tom. We had a shitty theater. We did too. too. Golly, man. We had the um, fire alarm come on and flashing in the entire theater and people freaking out because obviously the events that has happened in the last few weeks. Few years. What are you talking about? Every year, every week, everything. Yeah, it's just awful. It's just continuously. I really, really was. So we freaked out. People freaked out. Kids were running out. It was just, it was a bad situation. No, and that stayed on my mind throughout the movie, uh, which. Yeah, it sucks. To give it. movies the movie credit, it definitely kept me entertained yeah. enough. Yeah, but yeah, we you know we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden the lights start flashing, and I'm and instantly I th- start thinking, okay, where are the exit doors, and are people going to come in and start shooting at us? Or yeah. what the hell's going on? Are people shooting in another theater? Uh, the two little kids in the row before us just bolted, like take off running. I'm yelling at them to slow down. It was just yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. Uh, you're looking out for Edwards for hooking us up with. Thank you for the extra, the free tickets, <laughs> free tickets to go see but, whatever yeah. we want. But damn, that yeah, that was a pretty pretty harrowing thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I get what King Tom's saying. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree. That's I the it was beauty of it, though, King Tom. That is, I think, for me, that's the beauty of what Deadpool is doing. He's just messing around, and he's just yeah, like, you know what, this fucking is romp, like you said. Let's just do this. Let's grab these things. And you know what? I think for me, I would say he's probably the thought process is it's not like they're doing the right thing with him anyway. I mean, what about what? How much worse can we make it to, you know, bring Juggernaut in and 
stick a freaking light pole up his ass, uh, what, an electrical cable up his ass, and then set him, <laughs> and then throw him down a pool. Right. You know, like, it was just one of those, it, that's Deadpool. Uh, that's the essence of Deadpool. Um, Maybe the scenes took a while to get going, but I really didn't care. Uh, even some of the boring, quote, air quote, boring parts weren't even really that boring. Like, oh, man. It, it was cool. I didn't want it to end. No, I didn't. Uh, it was actually really good. Uh, Colossus came, you know, be, uh, was more fleshed out. He wasn't just uh, trying to, I mean, he did stick his neck out. He did say things like, you know, Deadpool, I'm trying to help you. I want to make you an X-Man. Uh, I want to, you know, set you on the right path of being a hero. Uh, there was he just so say, He did say fuck as well. And then he ended up saying fuck. So, yeah, he did that. And he had a massive, massive CGI fight. That was pretty cool. And it was done well. It, it was done well. And, and, and for the camp that this is, it fit. So even if it wasn't, you know, Juggernaut was a little over the top. Yeah, what's your opinion about Juggernaut? I loved it. Okay. Um, and then I liked that. For all of us who know, and, and yes, as X fans, there's a whole lot that they just took. So first of all, they they basically introduced Rusty. And for people who are X-Men fans, you know who Rusty is. And Russell Collins is Rusty. So Rusty is also known as Firefist, and he's a big deal uh, as far as like the introduction to, I guess, the new mutant slash younger uh version of mutants so um for anyone out there yeah that for me that kind of sucked but then i was like you know what i'll take it this is supposed to be rusty fine i'll 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 deal with it it's okay i understand you you just take your extra grains of salt Mm -hmm. whenever you start dealing with the x universe the old last one and it took in it uh kind of uh i mean if it was an x factor movie yeah and they were you know using that's the issue so for me as a stickler that's the problem. With Deadpool, you just you just roll with it. You know what's coming. You know that they're going to make fun of things. They're going to point things out. They're going to just, just make fun of itself. And you know what? It actually makes fun of the fandom. Because other than Star Wars fans, the X-Men fans are the most unforgiving and unrelenting group of yeah, fans I've, out I've there. I've noticed. So other than that, I mean... Yeah, if you 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 want riots on your hands, you you mistreat the mutants that we love and and see what happens. So, uh, it's it's another one of those things. I, I just think you had a crappy movie experience. I think so, King Tom. You need to go watch it again. Maybe if you go watch it again, different crowd, people not talking, killing it. Yeah, it, it probably might be a little better. I did like the fact that when they brought when they introduced Black Tom, even though it wasn't Black Tom in a way, he did have the Irish thing going i guess but anywhere black tom goes like i was telling Araj, i said wherever black tom is for the as far as x books goes juggernaut is like right there joined at the hip they are best friends like family they were just there was never a moment where anywhere black tom cassidy was juggernaut was right there with them and they were always committing capers together so right when they started showing that scene where there's a bigger monster under everything. I'm like, oh, that's the Juggernaut. Yeah. And that was great. And it was great how they brought him out. It was great how he was introduced. Uh, the, the His own theme song, Holy Shit Balls, was just yeah. hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, and shit going on in the background, right? Is it Deadpool talking to us? And then, like... He's big juggernauts picking up cable and tossing fucking, fucking around with him. Beating his ass and 
Domino, who, wow. Can we talk about Domino? Like, please. That was, she was a scene stealer. They definitely put her, made Zazie Beat's character, they made her, she stole the show. Yeah, like, she was she, great. Very, very good. For all those people out there that are like, I want my white Domino, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, just sit on something that doesn't feel good to sit on. For sure. Uh, it was it was really cool. How about we talk about, you know, if there's an award for best actor in a comic book film, superhero film, it would go to Josh Brolin. Because he's just a badass. Oh, dude. for sure. He's for sure, come yeah. in this year and just drop Thanos and Cable. And, and he's Why good, Batman yeah. Batman too, fuck it. Yeah, no. Take over Batman. Just dude. take it all, yeah. Fucking just, take it all. Just take it all. You can be Captain America from 10 years from yeah, now. Just, fuck, just, just, do just do it. it. Yeah, just, just, just do it. You're, you're cornering the market. He is, yeah. He he was very very good as Cable. Yeah, he sure was. Uh, I like, and you know what? That's the thing, King Tom. What I'm liking about this is, is they're just let's just grab the character and use it, which I know is opposite. Uh, I think we of just what you need normally to, talk about. Yeah, but we just need to let it go. This is a comedy, fun, rompy, yeah, kind of uh, feel. Yeah, so. for this one, I think it's one of those things where you just need to say, okay, we know that Cable was retconned to be. Cyclops and Jean Grey's son who was sent to the future and you know his arm is actually a techno organic virus and his psychic powers which is with his glowing eye like we I could go I could actually give you letter for letter what Cable is all about didn't uh, Deadpool say something about when he called him Winter Soldier relax Winter Soldier yeah he said Winter Soldier he called uh, Domino Black Black Widow Black Black Widow love that dude love <laughs> everything Black, Black about Widow. this thing yeah, yeah King Tom go, go watch called- it again Right, Rusty calls uh, Negasonic Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the the other new character that was introduced? Which one, uh, Yukio? You, yeah, Yukio. Okay, you heard me scream yes, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh, Yukio is another one of those. So there's all these beloved characters. You know, Superman has Jimmy Olsen, and people there. He's a beloved character, but for the X Men, there's always. You know, just these these characters that are introduced in milestone issues, and Yukio is one of those. She is part of the first like Japan adventures, and her and Storm were actually companions first. I know they brought her out as far as the movies go. She's in the Wolverine, so she she's her character was introduced in the Wolverine, which is actually really good, really cool way to introduce her. Um, I like that performance, but this one is just as cool. Uh, Definitely a different take and a different spin, but still just a, a crazy, wild. That's what Yukio is. She's just free spirit, just all about just doing whatever she feels like she can do. Yeah, she was so nice. And just, yeah, it was really, really cool. I really, yeah, I really liked that. I was like, yes, when uh, she popped on the screen. For those of us out there that are X Men fans and mutant fans and we're reading the trades and we're on you know marvel unlimited and we we got all the subscriptions and we're reading all the books and you know reading grand design and x-men red blue green yellow purple hot white i don't know just this movie you just have to take it for what it is and just say okay guys this is just making fun of itself and making fun of what this whole thing is let the avengers and let marvel do you know the real deal like high high end stuff and we're just gonna mess around kind of did want more x-force but you know what the way they went out was really freaking awesome it was actually really damn cool and they got brought back 
Yeah, but it was so cool to introduce this team and then to see the wind and to see them just totally fuck everything up, just super fail, like a big time fail. It was it was great. It was epic. So there you go. There you go. Thank you, King Tom. Appreciate it. There's our Deadpool 2 review. Loved it. If you loved it too, send us a message, call our hotline, or if you didn't like it, do the same. And uh, definitely a Sith list seal of approval for the Merc with the Mouth. Go eat some chimichangas, y'all. But I think that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We will catch you next week on episode number 95 of The Sith List. Talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today is another day to find you shying away. I'll be coming for your love, okay? And take.